So I have some concerns. Okay. Um, I saw a video on the internet of a small child singing the theme song to the Besties podcast. Oh, and it has words? No, no, no. Just like singing the melody to it. And then I guess at the end of the, ep- you know, end of episodes, we say Besties, right? So, right. And so she said that at the end. So I guess that okay. is the one word. I'm worried that the show might not be as friendly Suitable. as it could be to yeah. children. Well, children okay. like... Uh, kids. I can handle this. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, guys. Today we're going to be opening some Paw Patrol toys. This is my favorite. This is Rough Rider. Rough is on the roll. This one over here is Barker. Oh, he's wrapped up in slime. This is what kids like. That's your kid, your kids, kids watch a lot of ASMR. <laughs> no, my six-year-old does watch it. A- okay, my six-year-old does watch ASMR videos, and when I hear them from across the room, I like literally am up it, on my feet, storming over like I just, I, I don't know, like I'm going to make her smoke an entire carton of ASMR videos. <laughs> I will not have you descend into this madness. Well, that's a very much a do as I say, not as I do situation, huh? I learned it from watching you, Dad. <laughs> yeah, but I keep that secret from my children. Nice. Like a healthy parent. Right. Normal stuff. My name is Justin McElroy, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Griffin McElroy, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Griffin McElroy, and I know the best game of the week. Uh-oh. It's a loop. My. It's a loop! Oh, oh he was looping. yeah. Uh, my name is... It's a little raspy today. My huh? name is Russ Rush, and I know the <laughs> best up, game of the week. Rev it up! <laughs> you, did, you gotta Welcome. warm up your instrument, Russ. Yeah. Ba, 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 ba. Welcome to the Besties, where we talk about the latest and greatest in home interactive entertainment. It's a video game club with four friends that want to talk about the best video games around. And it has been a a uh, pretty slow period in the game release. I think specifically, I think COVID is starting to catch up with some development cycles. Uh, so it's slow, and I think it'll continue to be a slow year. But that doesn't mean that games stop. In fact, there are little gems. What's that? underneath this rock it's a little gym and uh this this week's little gym that we uh want to talk about is called little jim Luke. and he's a little guy <laughs> and you gotta make little jim bounce around all the mushrooms it's loop hero is the name of the game this episode of the best these is sponsored by aura frames all right so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy i'm sure immediately names jump to your mind those are the sorts of people that you would say oh maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that that is where aura frames comes in it's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos. You can do whatever you want. And it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their Aura frames. And they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now... You can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, Originally, we were going to do Valheim this week. That got punted down the road because I think Justin, Russ, and Chris wanted to play Loop Hero and not Valheim, <laughs> um, which is cool because I played a lot of Valheim and then they were like, we're not playing Valheim. And I was like, oh, cool. Let's no, I play. just I just wasted that time on video games. I know. Uh, but it's fine because now I've spent an unconscionable amount of time playing Loop Hero. 
uh, Russ asked for everybody to show their time played, uh, their 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 play log on Steam, which would be uh, folly for me because I've more or less just left it on. Yeah. And then I've been just sort of dipping in on the old like iPad from the couch, doing a little, uh, doing a little Steam oh, Steam Link remote play. Yeah. It works. It's a in perfect fact, little game says, for that. According to my Steam, I got on here to check my log. It says one friend playing, and it is Griffin McElroy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I do have it open right now. Um, yeah, we may even want to close it out just for the recording. I, well, I am for... in the middle of a pretty juicy loop, but I swear, uh, uh, it, it's paused. It's paused. I would okay. never do that. Who to wants you. to attempt Loop Hero? I'm, I'm going to give it. A, I'm going to give it a stab okay 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 loop hero is a rogue like uh roguelike where basically everyone you're more or less starting from zero you um are this little rpg character that runs along a 2d loop of a road um and as you progress you might run into enemies and different things on that road but largely speaking you have no control over what your little hero does. He'll run ahead or she'll run ahead and fight things and you'll get experience and maybe items, but they are doing their own thing. Um, The way you interact with the game is basically you place cards around the road that helps populate it. So imagine it like a strategy game where you're gonna place a town or you're gonna place a graveyard or you're gonna place a spider cave and those will determine what your uh, character as they loop around the world encounters as they go around. Um, that is like the core of the game. And then there's like a lot of meta stuff going there's on. There's like on 50 top of that. more sort of like RPG. It is an extremely RPG yeah. ex- experience because then you're also earning equipment uh, during your loops that you are tossing on. And then you're also earning resources that you take back to a camp which is sort of the main um, through line progression system where you can build onto this this camp to add a warehouse here yeah. or add a, an herbalist's hut to yeah, unlock like, things that will assist you in back in the loops. Yeah, poor permanent upgrades that will make you better at doing loops. I've said this to a lot of people, and I think it's funny that we're doing a podcast because there's no elevator pitch for this game that makes it sound fun or good. I, I don't know how you guys feel, but like I really tried and I do not think that there is. A I, think short... I, I think I can get there. OK, it let's, is. Let's it is the elevator. For, I'm in the elevator. Boop. For me, it is. And, and Justin will probably be able to speak to this a little bit more. Uh, I know he has sports, kind of sports, about the sports. Oh, what? That was the, elevator. the elevator. Oh, I see. He's I see. OK, I see. Uh, it's, it's it's sort of the next step, I feel like, in what um, an idle game can be uh if it's it's one step of interactivity above oh. what idle games are, I, got it. I feel like in, it's the okay, breath yeah, of the wild was, of idle games of, of idle games sure yeah there we go there we go uh, it's the breath of the wild of idle games boom Put i mean the box it's the same issue that auto chess had right like but both of you just did a terrible job pitching the game Thank you. yeah i'm, I'm did, sorry yeah, i can't it do up. it either it's the same, no, uh, you know, auto chess was this, was this big phenomenon and there is no good way to explain it without having people try it. I think there is still a demo available for what it's worth. It's on Steam if people want to just like try it out at home, but it is a very hard game to summarize and yet it does grab you pretty viciously. Pretty much instantly, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's not that many sort of mechanics going on. Uh, it's just... I don't actually think idle game is a good uh, definition for this game it's because very if, if if you are idle, you are going to not yeah. make it very long at all. Um, where the game really kind of takes off is understanding how all these different cards, which represent the 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 tiles you can place on the map, like mountains or uh, you know spider cocoons or rivers, or all of these have effects um, that occasionally will interact with one another. Mm -hmm. So for instance, there's a a card called a grove. And when you put a grove on the map, every two days it spawns a wolf enemy, Uh, which sounds bad, but you have to have enemies on the map in order to get better equipment and more cards to like more fully flesh your stuff out. Then there's uh, an additional card called a blood grove that you can only place next to a grove on the map that will... uh, any, any tile it's touching, if you get in a fight on that tile, it'll it automatically kill whatever monster you're fighting once it gets down to 15% health. Uh, and that includes bosses, too. So you want to make sure you have a blood grove close to 
the camp tile since that's where the bosses are. But if you put two blood groves together, it'll make a hungry grove, which will kill enemies at 20% health, but it'll also attack you sometimes. That's like bad. that is, that's the, I mean, I like a hungry grove, but it's, it's uh, like, that's the level of complexity that I feel like the, the game very, very quickly dives into. And it yeah. only branches out from there as you, upgrade your camp and therefore unlock new cards with which to to drop down on the map there's also a lot of fun risk reward type stuff um wait actually to touch on what griffin said it also doesn't tell you a lot of this stuff no this isn't like handholdy like so i noticed that you can set down meadows that will heal you every loop and then i noticed that some of my meadows were uh like had flowers in them and were healing for more uh, and what you realize is that if you put a meadow next to another object, it becomes a blooming meadow and that heals you for more. But this isn't like explicitly stated to you. So like things happen and you don't exactly know why. Yeah. And that's part of the fun. The other thing is this fun risk reward of um, uh, there's a couple layers of it. One is how many bad things am I going to put down to make my run profitable but not kill myself. Yeah. Right. Because if you put too much bad stuff down, or I got in this a lot early where I'm like, would put several bad things next to each other and they'd all decide to hang out together. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'd wander in a room full of like seven people ready to like uh, take me to town. Uh, but th there's also this question of when do you bail on a run? Mm -hmm. So you can, so you, uh, uh, if you get back to town, you can quit a run with 100% of the stuff that you found. If you die, you get 30% of the stuff that you found. If you just run uh, away at any other point. stop mid-run, it's 60%. Yeah. So you do have to run some math in your head of like, I'm not going to make it around again. I'm def There's no way I'm going to get get through i am uh, terrible bail right now i am terrible at making that call i don't know about you guys but i have made that call the worst possible decision in that scenario every single time i'm like nah, uh, i can make it and i never fucking do <laughs> russ can can i can i get in the the pitch elevator really quickly oh yeah bing <laughs> pitch elevator oh so it's a role-playing game where you play as the dungeon master Ooh. oh interesting oh, that's not bad i like yeah. that good work chris thank you I like that. It, um, I mean, because yeah. it, it, it's so much of it is about balancing the game for a character that you have no control of. It's yeah. mixing pain and right. pleasure and then um, deciding when the game ends or else the character dies. So I, I, we've talked, we've talked about the, the, the broad strokes sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I, I genuinely do really like it, but I, I think that I really have a place in my life for a game like this right now. Like I, like I said, like having this on my iPad, like on my lap while I'm like watching TV, it is kind of perfect for that um, because you can sort of build a loop in a way where you can be a little bit more hands-off, especially if you're going at like an earlier difficulty when you're a little bit stronger just sure. because you want to try and eke out some resources here and there. Like the game is very clever in how it kind of lets you uh, go for different objectives with each loop. Like most loops, I'm not sure. There's a boss. Once you place enough cards, you spawn the boss of that act, right? I, I, so far I've made it to act three. I don't know what act you guys have made it to. Um, and, but the, most of the time, like, I'm not going for that because I, you know, uh, maybe I don't know that I'm strong enough. I don't have enough upgrades to my camp to like even uh, realistically achieve that. So sometimes I'll just, you know, say, well, this loop, I really need to farm for some food resources because I need those to upgrade my, you know, X, Y, or Z back mm -hmm. at home. So what the game lets you do is it lets you go, there's a deck building aspect where you go into all of these tiles that you've unlocked and you can select which ones you're going to bring into your, your expedition. So mm -hmm. maybe you bring in a, maybe you don't bring any groves and blood groves and instead you just focus on, meadows and things to make those meadows bloom like justin said because that will get you more rations which will you know help you upgrade what you need to upgrade back home yeah there, uh, and there was that's a that, very cool angle for 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 me yeah with that specifically in addition to just like normal resources like oh i need more wood or whatever there are some like weird resources that you can only get in certain scenarios one of them right. is the orb of expansion i think it's called where you yes. have to fight at least five enemies in a single fight in order to yeah. have a chance to get one. I was like, well, I need this new upgrade. The only way to get it is Orb of Expansion. So I built a deck entirely about, I'm going to make it so I can survive fights 
with five or more people. And right. that makes those fights like super intense, but I can also like, oh, I'm going to put this tower down that does like AOE damage while yeah. I'm doing the fight and stuff like that. So it's kind of it, it like each run you do can have a lot of different purposes, which I find like really interesting. Um, and like I was constantly like chasing different things, uh, which, yeah, it was dope. So that gets into my 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 personal barrier to the game. I don't think this is a problem with the game. I think this is just a problem with me because I really enjoyed this game mm. at the beginning. Um, but the deeper I get into it, the more it feels like math homework. Where mm. it's like, mm. oh, I my the goal of this game is for me to figure out the guide, the strategy guide for this game. Sure. And I need to un- undo all that puzzle. And then once I figure it out, I need to put it into like a 1970s supercomputer and let it slowly parse that <laughs> equation by doing the loops over and over again. And this is a, a problem I have just with idle games in general, as much as I can like really let myself get lost in them. I don't feel good after I play them. And with this game, I have that same thing happening where I'll leave it on, like on the side while listening to a podcast. And I'll be like, well, I certainly made progress in this, but I never felt involved in it. Hmm. Um, and it doesn't help that I don't think the writing in this game is very good. I think I, the writing's great. I, I think you're out of your yeah, mind. Good, yeah, I can't tell if it's intentional or not. The tutorial writing at the beginning where it's like, it did. It it starts on a, on a sour note for me because it does that thing of like, well, that was stupid. Can you believe you had to do that stupid tutorials? Like uh, that type of writing in games immediately turns me off. And then the rest of the game, I just can't tell. I would feel better if I if I knew for certain that the main character was just a total idiot, and like that's the joke, or if like he's or if this is supposed to be like actually grim and he's like batman it's it's uh it i think that it rides that line really well i'm i'm genuinely shocked to hear you say this because the 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 game is all about basically like everything has been erased not just like in a you know dark cloud style way where it's like oh no our towns are gone it's like memories of everything are gone and are erased every time you defeat a boss and come back home and you're like guys i saved the day everybody's like what the fuck are you talking about so this it's like a world where information has been obliterated and you are now like going on these loops to figure out why and each boss kind of like reveals a little bit more about what is happening in this world it is it is a pretty huge sort of um like erasure style thing that is that is going on and i i I think the way that they kind of talk about that is genuinely yeah. pretty radical a, a, a caveat to what i said well I, I don't know about radical but i i the, the the stuff when you're in the loop and you're talking to I- enemies i enjoy that and i especially enjoy just the design of the enemies i think the art in this game is fantastic yeah it's when i go back into the village which is where i like want something that is like hooking me and pulling me into this world and maybe that's just the nature of a story in which the world is like vacant and missing and again I, I i am just struggling with like what is the mood here is this like extremely dark and depressing or is this all a goof undertale type of um, stuff or, or what is it J- justin do you have a thought of like where it lands for you for me there's just too many gaps between stuff that feels substantive like if you've played Isle games before, like you know, like we've been out here, like this is not like as revolutionary as a lot of people have sort of like framed it to be. I think it does a lot of things that are interesting, but a lot of the ideas are very idle game. Um, I think that like the problem for me, uh, and I have, I have a lot of problems because I put a lot of time in this game and I think that it's, it's very interesting. I think it goes to what you're describing is that feeling of like badness that you get with an idle game is someone who's like, that is the feeling of like seeing an addiction cycle and like realizing like, I'm not necessarily having fun. What's happening is I'm just on like a next run, next run, next run, next run, mm-hmm. incremental growth, incremental growth, that serotonin hit. And I think that there's a way to have that part of a game where it's not like the entire, you know, destiny is a good example, right? Where you're on the serotonin loop. Cause it's like new gun, new gun, new gun, new gun. But the other half of that is fun fire like genuinely fun skill-based encounters and shooting right 
I think Loop Hero is very close if it had a few more things that were genuinely fun and not just like mechanical and uh, you, you know power fantasy based. And there's a lot of stuff that feels like cruft and it's just not fun when you have to do it for the millionth time. Like placing your meadows and your mm. um, rocks and stuff like that is not a, a huge decision. You get a kind of an idea what you want to do and then you do it. And having to take time to keep stopping to like, okay, let me drag those into there. And like, okay, let me drag these into there. Okay, I got new gear. So let me just drag the new gear in to swap out the good stuff for the bad stuff. Like there's like decisions to be made in there, but they're very small and they're not, uh, they're not in line with the amount of time it takes to do the boring stuff that doesn't matter at all. I want to I want to hop in here and say that I I think even that little stuff evolves into more consequential decisions the further you get into the game. I've reached a point now in Act Three where I've unlocked a tile called the River, and all mm-hmm. that the River does is it doubles the effect of tiles that you place alongside the river uh and like justin was saying like you have a a lot of those basic resource cards like rocks um and there's like a desert card and there's a forest card they have upgraded versions that you can also draw sometimes uh and again once you place enough tiles on the map the boss spawns so there's actually a question of do i want to place this weaker version of the rock or do i want to place down the mountain which is twice as effective because if i put that rock down i get a little bonus but it's going to get me closer to that boss so even those little decisions become yeah. more complex when you're like well do i want to just burn this card do i want to wait and uh there's a, a a tile called the bookery that lets you exchange your your cards so maybe i hang on to those weak cards and trade them in for the strong cards and then do i have a river i can put them down on to really maximize the effect like it 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 really gets there are no small decisions the further you get into the game and that for me that's the point i'm at and it's where it's really got its hooks in me because if you do not take advantage of those things and you don't leverage those things which again the game does not explain it especially well uh you're just not gonna succeed you're just not gonna they just have to move that stuff fast yeah Yeah. my point because i i it took me probably six hours to get through the first boss to be the first boss. And then I, I don't know, do the math 25 hours since then yeah. in act two. And I've never, I have That's yet to spawn the second so boss, funny. right? It's yeah. just like, yeah. it feels like such a huge grind and there's shit. Like the, I mean, shame on me. This is my fault, but like the next advance I needed to make in town was the, um, was wood. And I kept doing run after run mm. after run and not getting wood. <laughs> and then eventually I was like, wait a minute, there's gotta be something wrong here. And I needed to have the grove, which is yeah. like a forest basically, um, to get wood. And which like that makes sense. And once I made that connection, like um I, I started thinking more critically about the stuff I was putting in my deck, depending on what I needed to get. But nothing in the game <laughs> I had to like get on a polygon.com. Mm to f- make that connection yeah, it's you. like and i've already sp- you're you're welcome i clicked on all the ads while i was there oh, cool um i got uh, 50 pounds of boner pills coming <laughs> there, to my there is for- uh, but like it doesn't it doesn't walk you through that it doesn't help you with that and like it doesn't indicate to you and it's just like i spent 10 hours like not really making progress so because just of you, it. it's kind of mad just to be cl- uh, for what it's worth and i'm not saying that this is a justification of that because you do need to unlock it but there is an encyclopedia that you can unlock in the game that basically yeah. details every we- every enemy you fight, every card, every Everything. building, and, and tells you what you get. That's that. beyond even where I am now. Like I still haven't got an encyclopedia, and you need a lot of wood to get yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, Russ. it takes too long to get there. It's a really cool mechanic, though. Once you do yeah. get to it, because then you start collecting resources that are basically books of knowledge that you can spend at that yeah. intel center to unlock chapters of the encyclopedia to learn more about like the arcane interactions between I'm still f- like finding new yeah. interactions that are like really wild. Like if you yeah. put a, there's a card called a vampire mansion that when you put it down on the map, it adds a vampire to any fights on the tiles that it's touching. And if that vampire mansion is touching the bookery, which is like the library, you get a different kind of smart vampire who's like <laughs> reading the book and says all kinds of wild shit about like that's, the apocalypse that's going yeah, on right now. That, like that's the best. Yeah, if you put one game. next to a, uh, if you put one next to a village, have you done that? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it destroys Yeah, if you the get put one next to a village, it turns into a ransacked village that's just full of zombies and vampires. 
uh, which is great because there's always more than four of them. So it helps to get right. your orb of expansion, but also it turns into something valuable after uh, a few loops. Yeah. So it's like, even that has a, um, ramification. Fresh, fresh. I, can I, can I alley you? Yeah. you? So you uh, fresh, can you get underneath the, uh, get by the hoop? Cause I'm, I'm, I'm throwing it up. I don't, I haven't, so, what are we, soccer? This is soccer? So, no, this is Classic alley-oop stuff. So, right so classic alley-oop, um, I, when I, I, I was starting to kind of fade on it yesterday evening and I had made it very, very far resisting a thing that, uh, Mr. S. Rushik had told us to do very early, but being uh, a real jerk, I refused to do probably because he recommended it, which is unlocking the rogue. Yeah. And the rogue it's is great. very good. Yeah. So there's three classes that are unlockable in the game. You start as a warrior, which is like a pretty typical, like hit stuff with a shield and sword, uh, class. The second class you unlock, you can unlock very early. It does not require very many resources, but is a rogue. I generally don't play as rogues in games. I don't like that play style. But um, in Loop Hero, it completely changes the structure of the game. Uh, whereas before you were like constantly getting loot as you walked around the loop. Um, with the rogue, you collect uh, trophies. And basically these will turn into loot once you get to the end of the loop uh, or the campfire. So you'll end so up like with loot like loot. 30 trophies and then you hit the campfire and your entire inventory like fills jackpot. with yeah. like a ton of shit. And so what that does is completely re- uh, make you re-envision like instead of, okay, throughout this entire loop, I'm constantly changing out my inventory and it's taking forever. Instead, I'm like, okay, what setup is going to make me survive this entire loop with no other resources? Right. So it really like reimagines it it also there's some fun stuff with like how their stats work they're much more focused on dodging and uh, damage than they are like regening health it like really does re-envision the game i haven't unlocked the the third class is the necromancer and it is Uh, it is tough i cannot crack that it's really weird the necromancer feels broken not in a good way Mm -hmm. where the necromancer the idea is that rather than you doing direct attacks um it uh, sort of it's like the um Oh, Russ, you played Monster Train, right? Yeah. Somebody here played Monster yeah. Train. Like the, uh, I think they call it the Melting Remnant. Is that the, that, that, where it's like more about uh, sending out uh, lots of minions? It's, it, minions, yeah, it's like a minion. Yeah. Basically, like, you're summoning Diablo skeletons and they're fighting for you, right? Yeah. And then the skeletons die, you summon more skeletons. And they, the, you don't have a weapon, you don't have a shield, you don't have armor. It's just about the magic mm-hmm. that you bring in to make your skeletons more powerful. That's what I say it feels broken. It feels like it needs a patch because, like, you get into a bad place with your skeletons where they're relatively weak. And if you hit it, find an enemy that's hitting hard, you could get up against an enemy that's just like one shotting your skeleton as it's as you're yeah, summoning but, it, and it comes out of nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> like but don't you just like you get run, 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 dead. Don't you think you could build a deck that would basically prevent that from happening? Not really. I mean, not I, with that level, no, of yeah, that's the problem I've also because had you run that. into a situation because you'll. It's just a hard. It's like a math. It's like a a scaling question, right? It's sort of like to what Plant was talking about. Like, it's not about like, well, if I just do this and this and this, it's like, oh no, I've hit an encounter that the scale of the damage that is being output de- beats the rate at which sure. my right. guys yeah. are able to stay alive, and there's just no chance. I mean, it's just I, not going to happen. I, I mean. I, I'm realizing. Could I have made better decisions going into that? That would made me a better all well rounded. Pro- I mean, I don't know, probably. But yeah, I I I think we should probably wrap up just because yeah. we we have could get infinitely granular. There yeah. is so there are so many other little mechanics in this game. Well, I I, I recommend. I'm curious what you all think for our listeners. Is like I think you could get this game now and you would enjoy it. Like, oh, for I, sure. I, for, I've for been sure. loving it. Oh, for sure, yeah. For sure. I, I also think this is a game that, like, with maybe five to six months of updates is going to be fantastic. I, I plan on revisiting this game hardcore before the end of the year because I think it'll definitely be a piece of the Gotti conversation. Um, yeah. Is this, I do want to put one co- corollary on some of my complaints, and I, uh, and I would like to hear you guys discuss this. Like, I've been treating this very much as, like, a second browser window like yeah. have it over mm-hmm. here while i'm doing something else over here and i i think that i probably am play, playing it wrong in that sense where i should have more runs where i'm actually focused on the game i've been taking much more of a like 
I'll grind it out, see how the run goes. If I die, no big deal. I'll just start a new run. And I think that's part of why my progress has been so yeah, slow. I because I haven't really been like paying attention and like focusing on individual runs. And I think I would probably be getting more out of it if I was uh, and making progress a little bit faster if, if I was really if it's it, an yeah. idle if it's an idle game it is the most active idle game I've ever played by like a yeah, mile. Right. it requires constant right. supervision to the point of like you really like every few minutes uh, I'm sorry every few seconds you really need to be making a call and if you're not you're probably fucking up in some way so I agree. I don't think you can play it passively. I also, for what it's worth, on Plant's point of like waiting, I think this would be better if it was natively on something like an iPhone or a Switch or something like that, that you could pick up and put down. Right now, I don't think you can save in the middle of a loop and loops can last like 30 minutes. So it's kind of a commitment that you're making. You could just minimize it. The game's 40 megs. It's not going to kill your computer, but... It's just, but it is what I, encourages the way that Justin has played, yeah, I think. I think I by think not so having that, you're just like, well, whatever, I'll put it on in the background. I think it will definitely hit some sort of mobile platform at some point in the future, especially given how insanely well it's done. Um, but yeah, for the time, I mean, it's, you know, even if you have like a MacBook Air, I think it runs on Mac and yeah. it, it's, again, 40 megs. It'll run on anything that you throw at it. So uh, I think it's a good pickup. Yep. Cool. Well, let's take a quick break and uh, we'll get right back into all this great video game discussion and just basic friendship. Um, Just good times. Yeah. Be right back. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want. Get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties rocketmoney.com slash besties you go get a phone you just want a phone talk to your friends and family you're not asking so much then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech you know the contract may sound good uh, up front but there's always some sort of catch you know who's not going to do that to you not going to pull that nonsense mint mobile they're wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution, save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye. To your overpriced wireless plans jaw-dropping monthly bills the unexpected overages sound familiar to get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month go to mintmobile.com besties that's mintmobile.com besties cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com besties additional taxes Fees and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Okay, uh, Russ, uh, it says here, uh, okay, uh, segment B, I love to sing. I have a passion for music. Yeah. Uh, I want to be a famous, share my, famous Russ, singer, pop star. I, Russ Freshdick, have to sh- share my art, and this is my platform. Mm-hmm. My body is my instrument. Okay, that's a little graphic. 
Um, and uh, take it away. Well, I, I wanted to do a special uh, reader reviews edition of uh, our singing reader reviews. So I thought we'd do a Zelda edition, given the uh, fact that uh, we just did that Zelda special where okay. I linked to the past one. So uh, you guys, there's a few other reviews in here if you want to take one, but I'll do the first one. Uh, this is a review from Trifo3652. Do we have to do Zelda music? No. Oh, it's the music from the Zelda franchise? I'm going to, but you don't have to. Okay, let me think about some bops. Great podcast. Always a joy to listen to these episodes. I've always picked up a number of games based on their recommendations. Even though... Even if you don't play games, their chemistry and goofs are always a good lesson. Usually I can pick out what song it is that you're doing. And that, yeah. that time I definitely could not. What song would you say that was, Russ? I don't plan. What do you think? I, I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> what was that, man? It was, it was, it was a it? Snoopy song. <laughs> I thought you were doing a Zelda song. Snoopy. <laughs> what? You told us you were going to do a Zelda song. It says that uh, you just you said it 30 just seconds ago. Said. No, I'm I, going to do a I, Zelda I song. Snoopy. You, I did, you, you can't call an audible that? like that. You can't say I'm doing <laughs> Zelda and then do Snoopy. <laughs> you especially can't say the words announce some Zelda shit wait, and then do wait, Snoopy. Was, was the ending supposed to be that da 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 da? Yeah. Wow. Why did you do it in a minor <laughs> key? It sounded I ominous. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have guessed it if you said here's some Snoopy shit. The best you <laughs> least so, at least give me that. Curveball. Right. Um, Griffin, do you have one? I mean, I can try. Um, I can try. Um, I've started listening to this podcast during my commute to my miserable job, and it makes my day a little brighter. I laugh a lot and learn a ton. It's a wonderfully approachable show, and I enjoy all the episodes, even if I've never played the game. They're discussing, there's no gatekeeping, and the humor brings people in. Instead of cutting people out, it's one of my new favorites, and I will definitely be adding it to my regular rotation and that was doug from no, zelda no i knew it why did I, you I say it doug from, <laughs> from the zelda from the get, zelda games let us guess i would have got we should also mention the, the reviewer uh that was elizabeth movius right there yeah thanks elizabeth i just feel like i was really spinning my wheels like what's the gerudo fortress music sound like and how can i turn that into music and russ fucking ruined it <laughs> I have gone for the best Zelda episodes, and even though my respect for three-fourths of the podcast, Donald Wynn, I learned they think B-O-T-W doesn't look good. I still think this is good and great podcast. That was from Zelda. That was a good one from Zelda. That's the... That's the link to the past theme from Zelda, which doesn't get enough credit for being b -b 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 better than the theme to uh, original. I didn't Zelda. recognize it. Hear it real quick. Hey, well, let's just no. He did the rupee. He did no the rupee sound. Can you sing along with this? I mean that's great. You yeah. Can't okay. Beat that. Now Come I remember. On. Uh, anybody been playing anything else? That's good. Oh, let me hop in. I'm sliding in. First off, I've been playing Solitaire Cube, mm -hmm. which is it's uh it's. Did you know? Have you guys heard of Skills? Yeah. I've been interested in it. You guys heard of Skills? Not Skills like you. Or we all have Skills. Skills with a Z. Oh no. It is. I was very interested in this because I thought it was interesting. Uh, it is a service where you can you basically like bet on your game of solitaire that you're going to have, like very small stakes, right? Like a quarter, and then the winner gets twice as much. Like you earn, you get the money for uh, winning the thing. What? Right? <laughs> yeah. Right. It's weird that this exists. I didn't quite believe it, but nope, there it is. You can play Tetris against people or Solitaire or whatever, and you just make 
you get the money if you beat them. That sounds basically like, for example, like uh, there's like a, a a dollar game, right, where each person bids in sixty cents, and then the winner gets a dollar. That's it. Oh, and then the cut site gets the remainder. Yeah, there you go. And there's and it's the weird thing is it's being built in like skills as a platform is being built into mobile games. Um, and which is interesting because it's weird, but also is interesting because it's like part of it is becomes discoverability. So like if you integrate this into your platform, then skills can direct people towards your game and help to like this is a thing you could do to set your game apart from the rest of the um uh the crowd as far as that goes but i was interested in it because it sounds like wild that that it seems like it would be something Um, that you could easily abuse with some sort of hacking something i i would i think if i was doing this that would be the first thing i'd figure (laughs) out russ but i'm sure i'm sure if you want to black hat it you could you could uh break through the i mean somehow bungie has not cracked that mystery in terms of making their Uh, game hack free so uh, but it is it's interesting i just that was an interesting thing. Uh, I'm not endorsing you go out and play fucking four cash solitaire, <laughs> even though it does make solitaire more interesting. If you got, if yeah, you got yeah. uh, uh, 25 cents on the line to get somebody's uncle from Paducah. But listen, <laughs> here's the other thing that I actually did want to highlight is called not for broadcast. Anybody else play yeah. this? No. Oh, oh my yeah, God. I wanted yes, to play good. This. Yeah. Not for broadcast. And I know that you're going to, I get it. Uh, it's on steam. Uh, and basically the the game of not not for broadcast is you are a television news producer that has a live feed of four different cameras and you're producing a live news broadcast everything from like uh basic stuff like cutting between different camera uh shots to loading up the ads to queuing the ads when it's time to play them to uh, choosing which images uh, you're going to use for like a certain story to accompany it um, and censoring. There's a huge like sensor button to take out like bad language, all FMV, four different shots. Uh, and you'll run into situations like um, there are these protesters that are streaking through this sports competition and you have to like choose your shots. So you're not getting the, uh, the naked people in your shots. Uh, or else you start losing viewers, which it absolutely it would not be intelligible. <laughs> would not be the case. Yeah. That's all freaking great, fantastic. Uh, what what is actually a, a cool other layer on top of that is that there is a sort of like anti-authoritarian um, storyline sort of layered over it, where there is a new government party that has come to come into power and you are making choices in your broadcast, not just on what makes the best TV, but how much you're going to push against mm. this. Interesting. Uh, authority. So you've got people calling you like, make sure you run this ad for them in the second ad spot. You know, they're really, and then there's like outside of the news broadcast parts, there's like story segments where you're making choice just text based where you're making choices and seeing how the story develops for your personal life and the choices you make during the broadcast affect that um, so kind of a and, papers and please your personal story. vibe it sounds that like. yeah that kind of ish not quite that like uh it's 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 more in the background uh the producing the new segments are actually the best and the, the new segments are um they're really genuinely pretty funny. Um, uh, and uh, uh, choosing between the two of them is exciting. And you really do get to like a, a cook, serve, delicious kind of point where it's like, okay, I got to bleep his port. Uh, I got to bleep his curse word. And now I got to switch the camera over because that person isn't talking. And also if you linger on a certain shot for more than 10 seconds, you start losing viewers because they want to be entertained. So you got to switch to a different edit uh, and you got to play the music and then, you know, fit your fading in and out uh, stuff and cueing the ads. And it's a, uh, it's really cool. And they just released the second uh, big chunk of it. The, they call it the second episode. Um, but it's very cool. It's called not for broadcast. That sounds very cool. Uh, I did want to, before we forget, uh, Case Dearly wrote the review that Justin uh, sang, and I don't think we called out Case Dearly, oh. so props oh, to you, nice. Case Dearly. Uh, someone else? Yeah, I, I just, I can do it real quick. I was uh, sort of interested in picking up Breath of the Wild again, just to sort of kill some time before, mostly before Monster Hunter gets here, uh, although I'll have a newborn baby 
when Monster Hunter gets here, so I'm going to be late to that particular A different party. form of Monster Hunter. Right. Um, but I... It's it is rare that I can get Henry, my my son, who's four years old, interested in in a game. He's a real jock, uh, mm. and he bullies me all the time. <laughs> uh, but I find that I have the most success with games like Breath of the Wild, and I don't know why I hadn't thought of like showing it to him, where you can just kind of do wild shit. Yeah, and he is very into that. Like the first time we saw a robot. Chris has said Meconium Hunter. Thank you. I don't know why you couldn't d- didn't want to say that out loud. Yeah. You got to be brave. I didn't want it to be somebody's text message alert. Um, uh, the first time we came across uh, one of the little ancient robot enemies, uh, like the smaller ones, and I had just gotten the magnet powers, which he had just had me lift shit up and throw it around for a while. And he's like, drop a box on him. So I did, and the thing exploded, and I saw that look on his face of just like, hey, this thing that I thought of that was re- kind of stupid worked and like achieved the thing, which is which was so amazing to me on so many levels because it's the thing that I love about Breath of the Wild, but also the thing I love about games sometimes. Mm-hmm. And to see that really click with him was, was uh, genuinely a, a very, very nice moment. Um, and I also think it's been just long enough since my last playthrough of that game. I probably haven't played it in, since 2018 uh, that uh, it, there's a lot of stuff that I'm coming at sort of, uh, it, it seems seems very fresh to me. So I'm I'm loving it. Yeah, when I was a kid, I had a typing game uh, featuring the Berenstain Bears. And uh, at one point you could fill in the blank for what you wanted Papa Bear to do. And one of the, you know, we would basically have him jump off the roof of the barn and that right. blew my mind. So I feel like that is this is the new generation of that. <laughs> of the Berenstain Bears uh, yeah. text-based adventure game. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and I think I remember seeing a lot of reviews uh, to that effect when Breath of the Wild first came out. Is yeah. that this, is, this obviously is derivative of the Berenstain Bears t- text-based adventure game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fresh, what else have you been playing besides Berenstain Bears? Uh, I've been playing some Game Pass stuff. Uh, obviously, people probably know that all of, like, a ton of Bethesda games got added to Game Pass this week uh, as part of Bethesda getting bought by Microsoft. And so one of them was Morrowind, which is a Elder Scrolls game oh. that I never played. Ooh, um, really? Yeah, wow. I never played it. Um, and Morrowind came out in 2002. And it was, you know, I was sort of bracing myself for something that was just going to be like, you know, a 3D game from 2002 is going to look fucking heinous. Um it actually and it does it it well okay so it's, it starts out and you're in first person and it's fine and like yeah you know the the character models look a little goofy but it's very sharp because the xbox like does all this like upscaling stuff so it looks not bad and then i switched in the third person and my monstros like monstrosity <laughs> of a cat man was just like lumbering across the fields looking like a total like disaster that shouldn't exist so Maybe hasn't aged the best. I I think you're probably better off sticking with like the Skyrim re-release that they put on there as well. But uh, that's been very good. I've also been playing Minecraft Dungeons, which is a game I sort of wrote off when it first came out. That's a pretty damn fun Diablo-like game. I'd highly recommend it, especially if you're looking for something fun to play with kids uh, in multiplayer. It's very pick up and play. Um, There's a lot of like fun physics stuff where like the enemies go flying through the screen and there's like some light RPG customization stuff. Uh, and it's free on Game Pass. So if you have Game Pass, definitely. Did you see what out. else came out on Game Pass PC? No. No? A little, little game called Nier Automata. Oh. I'm not sure if you saw that. It came out. Yep. Oh, that's a good, good game. game. Um, hey, here is the thing I've been playing that I recommend for everybody and I wish I had played more last year. It's called Cloud Gardens. Did any of you play this game? Uh, some of us haven't even heard of it. Cloud Gardens is delightful. Um, it has kind of like a PS1 style 3D aesthetic. And it's Pass. a puzzle Get game. <laughs> what? Justin no, only likes I, new, sorry. fresh, oh, top of the line. I thought I was I thought I was muted. It needs to be 4K. <laughs> it it's like a it's a puzzle game, but also kind of like maintaining a bonsai tree sort of thing. It's more about relaxing, and it's just these like little 3D puzzles of uh i don't know i assume an abandoned world like imagine low res uh last of us two biomes and then you throw seeds on them and then you add trash and the seeds sprout and they grow vines around that trash and your goal is to cover the entire environment in foliage 
mm. um, like deciding where you place the plants and where you place the trash. And it is so, so delightful and pretty and nice. What platform is that on? It's on PC. I might be on I other things, PC. but I, I that's a, where I'm playing it. And I strongly recommend it. I have a PC. I have, a, I have computers. Mm. I love computers. <laughs> cool. <laughs> What's your favorite part that's of computers, great. Griffin? Well, you can talk to them, can't you? You can have like a, sometimes when I f- have a lonely feeling, mm. I'll open up the like Microsoft Sam and I'll be like, how are you today, Sam? And I can type in like, good, Griffin, I'm your friend forever and I'll never leave you. Have you done that? It makes the lonely feelings not so lonely. And I like that about computers. <laughs> Sam's so your friend. So what are we doing next week? <laughs> MacBook doesn't have a Sam, so I can't be friends with that, can I? That's true. That's why I'm a PC next for life. Next week, we got to Long. I, hold on. I got, hold on. Me and Justin Long are also best friends because he is also a computer. Next week, we got <laughs> It Takes Two. It's a mini episode with just two of them. Yeah. Cr- uh, Chris and I are going to be playing It Takes Two... Uh, which is a game about a couple getting a divorce. <laughs> so we thought we'd play that together. It's like a multi-player centric <laughs> game from the creators really of A Way Out. And I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to hear this one. Yeah, I'll be looking but it, but forward it, but to But it's that. also a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> a, fun, a fun divorce comedy. Uh, like This Is Us. Well, uh, more of a Mrs. Doubt. <laughs> With Meg Ryan and Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> for crying out loud. Directed by Rob Reiner. <laughs> they don't get divorced in the end. It'll be okay. It's funny. They get back together. Uh, so this has been Besties. Please subscribe to the show. Against <laughs> against all odds. Please subscribe to this show. We think uh, we've got a lot more great games in the future. We bet down a little bit in the future but uh we'll be here every week talking about these gems listen you're looking for the new games to come out we're here we're gonna help find the gems for you this we're renaming the show to gem hunters (laughs) (laughs) international so please rate and review uh subscribe to the show on your platform of choice if you want to keep up with the show at the besties pod it's a great way to do it um and uh so thanks (laughs) for that for all of it for you for being here we appreciate it really hit the bottom of the tank for (laughs) tune in for russ and chris getting a divorce (laughs) next week that's it for the besties be sure to join us again next time for the bestie because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best games Besties!